It's a phone bonanza this week as we find out our official verdict on all the new iPhones and how they stack up against the Google Pixel 3 and of course whether Huawei's new effort will blow them all out of the water. Yes, it's all coming up on a very, very phone-centric Scenic UK podcast, episode 546. Hi and welcome to the show and welcome of course to Rich Trenholm. Hello, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very excited to hear about all the phones. I believe you are. You were telling me how excited you were and that you just love having an entire show talking about phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to talk about films, but then who cares about films when we can talk about phones? Uh, it's been phone-tober. To be fair, we are going to be talking about films too. Okay, maybe a little bit. Like we'll that will, a little bit in. Just, just to be nice to you mm. and, and, to your, and to your legions of followers who want the film news. Come on then, let's get this, let's get this phone nonsense let's, out of the way. Then. Okay. Tell us about the, the hot new phones. So the hot new phones, of course, uh, we'll start off with the iPhone because over the past right. week or so we've had all our reviews of the iPhone XS, the XS Max and of course the XR which is iPhone's iPhone's Apple's cheaper version of the iPhone. Mm. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, let me let me just let me just let me just stop, stop you right there. Right. Let's okay. just let's just let's I don't like being stopped when I'm in mid-flow. In mid-flow. Okay, but this, well is, this is important. We need to define our terms. Is it the iPhone X or is it the iPhone 10? That's that's a big big question. <laughs> okay, so it is the philosophical iPhone, debate for the ages. It is the iPhone 10 because it's a Roman numeral, mm-hmm. the numeral of X being 10. Yep. Apple calls it the iPhone 10, but mm-hmm. for me saying tennis and <laughs> ten, and ten max yeah. and and ten R tenor tenor it's an the iPhone tenor iPhone it's, it's yours for just a tenor just a tenor if only it were rich mm. um, I find that a little clunky so for me excess seems a little bit more on the point XR it's a bit it's almost a bit too on the nose calling it the iPhone XS yeah but, uh, certainly the XS Max um, I mean this it, is the thing like Apple can't really I mean they've always had OS 10 in the past and written it as X and it was like oh okay fine but you can't really have uh, an an X and then a letter and say well that one's a numeral but that one's a letter like it's is just, R it's, is R a Roman numeral it's not like calling it the XM and saying okay well the, the, the X is a 10 but the M is still an M uh, that's that's a good question. I, apparently, the R and the S come from the fact that they're inspired by sports cars being called R and S and that kind of thing. Really? Yeah. I just assumed it was completely arbitrary. It, I mean, it, it is arbitrary. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's weird. So, what are you going? I'm going. Yeah, I think we should go with XS and XR. Yeah, I'm sticking with XS. It just, mm. it just seems it just seems a little easier. Yeah. What we'll do is, f- is we'll redub like a second version of this podcast, and every time we mention an X, we'll like dub in a ten R. And uh, yeah, so you can choose, viewers. If you look down at the bottom there, you can actually choose which one you want. That's not going to happen. Not, that's not you true. Only get, you get the one choice. <laughs> and um, if you don't like it, then we say uh, you can comment below and complain. Yeah. Which I'm sure you all will. Anyway, uh, let's start with the XS though, um, mm. because that is basic. That is the the nearest to the the X, the ten that we had that we had already. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. It got a very, very good score. We gave eight point nine out of ten, which is a good four and a half stars. Wait, out of ten or out of X? Out of <laughs> out of ten in this occasion because we okay. actually use the number rather than the, rather okay, than the it, letter. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is confusing. This phone's basically giving you kind of what you expect from an upgrade to an iPhone. The, the, there are camera improvements, which mm-hmm. is the biggest thing. Um, it, it takes better shots in just the standard mode. Mm-hmm. Um, things like the HDR with with Apple's HDR Plus, it's been um, improved quite a lot. So if you're taking photos with like really really bright light sources in okay. a, in a scene, it can handle that much much better because um, the the image process that the image um, sensor sorry is a little bit bigger. So it mm-hmm. just helps you get better quality photos in low light. Cool. And it's got a faster processor. That is exactly what you'd expect. So it's just like a much better. It's just a sorry not a, it's not a much better 
phone than before. There are no huge improvements. Mm. It's just lo various little okay, ones. Okay, it looks L exactly the same. Ones. It's slightly better and it's twice the price. Basically. Well, it's a bit bigger and also you get it in a gold version now, which you didn't before. Hold the phone. Hold so literally. Hold, hold the, the front page. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Gold. Yeah, gold. Wow. Um, so I suppose the ex the more exciting of the XS then mm. is the XS Max because okay. this is the biggest one that they've done. Okay. Um, same improvements basically uh, across the board. It's got because it all the the major components are the same. It's got the it's got a faster processor than the previous iPhone. It's got the same improved camera um, with the telephoto lens. Uh, it's just also it's just a bigger bigger screen. So that is all what it's about mm. uh, which is kind of cool because I, I quite like having a bigger screen phone I, I used to use um, like the uh, Galaxy S9 Plus and I ha I've used a Note for a long time they are big screen phones and the XS Max is sort of um, Apple's challenge to Samsung's Note line okay um so they're getting into the, the p word territory they're getting into phablet territory phablet territory is a little <laughs> bit yeah um but actually I, I don't have one of those in the moment because i um, i haven't been pestering enough uh, apparently only 10 emails a day doesn't quite cut it right um but uh i have spent quite a lot of time with one uh, since it came out but thankfully i wasn't the one doing the review mm. and actually it doesn't feel too big because it's because it's got such a, a tiny bezel around mm. the phone it's not like with old big phones you had you know you had like an inch of plastic around the screen so yeah. so even a five inch phone felt like you were holding like a seven inch phone really sure. yeah. this actually doesn't feel like that at all it's, it's quite nice to hold um, so it doesn't feel too big mm. um but it is effectively it is the same phone as a standard xs it's just bigger okay. so really kind of your only thing that you need to think about there is do you want a bigger screen size because mm. when it used to apple used to do like, like the seven and the seven so that seven and the seven plus mm. The seven you used to have uh, a like a standard camera unit, and it was the plus where you got some of the bigger technical improvements there, which is why they've gone with the XS Max name here rather than X Plus, because you're not getting uh, you're not getting different tech. You're getting the same tech, but in a bigger Max body. Mm. Does that make sense? You pull the face. I feel like I'm. Got confusing everyone yeah i've got a headache oh. so basically it comes down to uh, like how voluminous are your trues like how big are your, yeah. your pockets can do you, like, you want to fit like a seven inch phone well can you like you're saying that in a there. you're saying that in a in a way that you wouldn't want it yourself mm. but you spent a long time using the nokia lumia 1520 which is one of the biggest that was a big phone standard phones that was a big phone yeah, yeah was, absolutely. what was that six and a half inches 6.8 it was it was it was tough to fit in my pocket sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. i mean once you're in your pocket it stayed in your pocket because <laughs> <laughs> it was a big old phone but uh, uh yes no i that's a, that's a good point i see what you, mean. But you got to grips with that and and you quickly found that you really liked it mm. i did well so what about the uh, what about the more dainty uh uh, of pocketed among us yeah so the xr mm. um isn't actually any dainty it's actually 6.2 inches so it is bigger than the current iphone 10 and okay. it's bigger than the xs um in fact but it is the cheaper iphone it's got slightly cheaper components it's mm. got a slightly um uh, a lower camera unit um but what's interesting is that it isn't actually as much of a step down as you might think, because the camera, uh, the, the standard camera mm. is identical to the camera on the iPhone XS and XS Max. So you still get those improvements in low light. You still get those improvements in HDR and taking like a really amazing, really amazing shot. The only thing that you don't get is the second telephoto lens. Okay. So you really need to kind of think about, is that important for you? If you've been using an iPhone already and you've got one of those zoom lenses and you think, oh, you know, do I, do I want that? Like think, how much do you really use it? For me, I use it all the time. How much does it zoom? Uh, it gives you 
Well, I think it's the equivalent of about a 52 millimeter lens. I don't mm. know what that is in terms of like two mm. times or anything. It's, sure, sure. But it is a, it's a, it's a significant amount. Oh, and, actually, and, okay, it's worth it. And yeah, it very much is worth it. And because it's actually using a different lens, it's not it's not digitally cropping into your image. It sure. is actually a zoom, so you still maintain that quality. So I use that all the time, and I, I will shoot things on my iPhone professionally, which we then publish on CNET because, hmm. like, why wouldn't you? The quality is brilliant, and it's, sure. a, and it's got a great zoom. Um, so you, just, you need to kind of think about if that's important. But um, uh, Scott Stein, who are uh, who is our reviewer, who, who reviewed the XR. Uh, he said, the iPhone XR is the best iPhone for the price, delivering most of the advantages of the iPhone XS for hundreds less. Apple has created an iPhone that delivers 95% of the high-end iPhone XS experience at 75% of the cost. Whoa, high praise indeed. It's hundreds less, praise. hundreds less. I mean, that's... that's that's yeah, pretty, so, that's pretty out there. So it is, quite, it is quite a lot less. So the the XS Max starts at one thousand and ninety nine pounds. Okay, the so X, that's the that's the big massive one. That's that's the all singing, all dancing, big yeah. the big one. Mm -hmm. The XR yep. starts at seven hundred and forty nine pounds. So it is it is still very much I mean, in that's the high like, end phone territory. That's that's that that is hundreds. hundreds. It is like it some, is hundreds, hundreds, multiple hundreds less. About three hundred quid, right? 300, about three hundred yeah. quid. That's for the sixty-four gig model. But if you take our advice, um, pay fifty pounds more and get the hundred and twenty-eight gigabyte model. Yeah. Well, throw an extra fifty quid in there. Why not? Yeah. You can't expand the storage, and so you need to. It, it's worth giving yourself a little bit more flexibility with storage mm. down the line because 64 gig particularly when you're filming like mm. video at 4k yeah. and the apps uh, these days tend to be uh uh higher in storage because they're more graphically demanding mm. um it is worth having that extra bit of storage so that is my official advice there okay um but we can then go and make uh, take a look at some other phones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. What are the competitors had... to the iPhone? So the Google Pixel 3 and 3XL. So I brought one here for you, have, for you to have a look at, Rich. Because I, I, I know you like phones so much. Oh, that's very that's, nice. So that's the Google Pixel 3XL. Okay. Yeah. Now, again, the 3 and the 3XL, again, they're kind of like it's the exactly XS like and the Max. Like <laughs> it's exactly like an iPhone. I mean, it Actually, looks exactly like the Pixel 2. Yeah. Like, it's, they haven't really changed it at all, um, which for me, like, it's... Of all the phones that are coming out at the moment, that physically is the least exciting. It, it looks very Google, if mm. you know what I mean. Like it's very, it's there to do a job, and that's kind of it. It's not about yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's functional. Is exactly the word. Particularly I, the black model, which just looks very, very plain. This, I mean, th this. I think this is an interesting design decision. I don't. You probably won't be able to see this, but if you get a chance to have a look at one uh, up close on the on the back, it's kind of uh, two tone. There's like a sort of matte. Bit that's about like I don't know three quarters of the of the of the phone, and then at the top there's a glossy bit here. Yeah. There's like a line, and the the other quarter of it is glossy, and it looks a little bit like it's just that's the phone, and then they've tacked a bit on the top. Well, that used to be even more so on the last model because mm. actually they used to be two separate pieces, whereas now I mm. believe that back is one piece of glass, and they've sandblasted this bit, but not this bit. So it keeps a design language of the Pixel Two, but it's one cohesive piece. It does. I mean, that doesn't that looks less than cohesive. That is the opposite cohesive to me splitting in, in into a section but it's like already that. annoyed rich so we're off to it a has, great start it does have a fun it's made it's, it's made up for it by the fact it's got a little smiley face a little happy face on the uh, on the notch oh there. it does i mean everyone complains about a notch put a little happy face on there and i'm quite happy there you go there you go um yeah so that's the phone for rich um it's but very, the three light, though, like and the three xl mm -hmm. they're again two phones that are identical except for screen size mm -hmm. um the the process is the same the camera's the same the software's the same um it is literally just do you want a bigger or smaller phone mm -hmm. um in our review, which again, we gave it a very, very high score, what we love most is the camera. Google has stuck with this single lens rather than so many other phones that, that are coming out 
in fact, I don't know of any other phones that have just the one camera at, at the flagship level. In this day and age. Um, but they've stuck with it, and, it, and it's really, really good. Mm. It, what it manages to get from that one lens is great, like crystal clear photos, great contrast, great exposure. It is a really, really, really good phone. I'm pretending to take a picture just for the sake of the video. I can't, can't actually take it. I can't unlock it. So you can you if you want. Um, you just need to hold it against my Click. fingerprint. It was good. Chick ching. The flash didn't go off. <laughs> there we go. Um, it, it take, it, what it does is like has a really no frills approach to photography where it doesn't try and throw in loads of extra features like wide angle lens or zoom lenses or mm -hmm. other sort of effects that you can get there. It's just taking really, really great snaps. So like it's a sort of phone that if you just want to kind of go around London and just sort of snap away, not really thinking about it. Other so cities are available. Other cities are available. Chicago has another city. Yeah. Yeah. Montreal. Mm hmm. I can't think of any other cities right now. No. That's it. They're, they're, those are the... Yeah, yeah. Mexico City. That's just the name of a country with city on the end. Ah, so that's about, quite an easy one. What about one. Luxembourg, though? Luxembourg, yeah. yeah. Rotherham. Rotherham's a not a city, no. Rotherham's a big town. Chelmsford, that's a city. Is it? Yeah, Rotherham the, should be a city. It's, it's, it's bigger than a lot of cities, but... It's does it have a cathedral? No, it doesn't have a cathedral. That's the thing. Well, It's got a lot of churches. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, this is this is well. Thank you for listening to our geography podcast. Yeah, uh, we will now return to coming up phones. to coming up the Rotherham review. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah. So what what this is is this is a very very good phone, mm. but it's uh, it doesn't really kind of take it a long way from the previous Pixel Two. Doesn't seem very exciting or sexy or interesting. No, or... exactly. That's the thing. It doesn't really have a lot of pizzazz around it as right. as as a lot of other phones pizzazz. coming out at the moment do. In particular. Mm. The Huawei Mate 20 Pro. Now, Ooh. that was launched last week, and I would have had it on the show with me today to wow you with it, mm. but it's currently on my desk uh, doing battery tests upstairs. Uh, but this is a phone which ticks all the boxes that you'd expect of any current flagship. It's okay. got this amazing processor, this amazing camera, this amazing screen, mm. um, but it throws in some extra cool things. Like, it's got this... Uh, it's the first phone that I've, I've used, certainly, that has an in-screen fingerprint scanner. So this has Ooh, got this like, unit on the back. Mm. This, like, was just part of the screen that you hold your thumb against, and, it's, and it scans it. And you can't see anything. That is clever. And I don't know how it works. I honestly, I, I do not get how that's supposed to work, but it does it really well. It's got another cool thing where, obviously, there's a lot of phones that have got wireless charging, mm. but this has got two-way wireless charging. So if you ho hold, say, an iPhone mm. against the back of the Huawei phone, mm. you can charge the iPhone from the big battery in the Huawei phone. You can, you can share your power. Or maybe if you've got like wireless charging headphones that are running a bit low, you can juice those up from your phone. That's a good idea. It is really cool. That's a great idea. So it's packed with these, with these cool like little innovations pizzazz that, yeah exactly it's got this pizzazz also it looks really cool it's got this um this big square camera unit on the back it's got three cameras a, a normal one a super wide angle which is really good fun to play with and mm. a zoom lens uh and it's got this uh pink and blue mixed tone called twilight which we saw on the p20 pro but it's back again so like it ticks all the boxes all around. Mm. It's a really, really cool bit of kit. Okay. There is a little downside in that it doesn't use uh, micro SD cards for its external storage anymore, but I can't hold that against it too much because nor does the Google Pixel and, of course, nor does the iPhone. So it's not really... I can't, I can't say it's a bad phone for that reason. Mm. Huawei, it does have external storage, but Huawei has tried to make its own proprietary storage. I thought... <laughs> I thought the days of proprietary storage were behind us when really? you know, like Sony used to make its own well, memory cards. Huawei for... makes a little little memory card. Yeah, it's 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 launched. I mean, good Nano... luck with that, lads. You know, I admire your uh, your your, your chutzpah, I, your well, moxie. 
it may well work out for them because mm. they argued on, on stage like, well, the, the micro SD card has been around for 15 years and it hasn't it hasn't changed with the technology that's that's around it. Mm. So they've they've got a, a, a card called Nano SD or something mm. Nano, Nano storage, okay. and it, it looks its form factor is identical to a Nano SIM. Mm. So you know it's quite very very small, which means it can fit into a phone much much easier, and you can or you could get several of them in perhaps. So it's Huawei has sort of created this new storage medium, but the problem is, is that at the moment you can't buy them anywhere. You can't get them, so right. so you can't. Ex- right now, the phone may as well be non-expandable because you can't get the cards to do that. It may well be that in five years' time, that is the the, the storage card that we all use for everything, and we'll mm. look back on this podcast when I was having a go at them for it, and, and we'll all go, "Huh, that was ridiculous. They don't know anything." But as of right now, mm. it is pointless having that card. Mm. So um, I admire their cojones. Do you? Yeah. Or do you find it a bit annoying? Uh, I, I, no, I, I, I admire it. I, that, but that sounds cool, though. It's, it's a, who would have thought that Huawei were the phones bringing, with the company bringing the pizzazz yeah, to the phone Yeah, they market. really are. It's like saying pizzazz, actually. I mean, they are, the second, they, they are now the second biggest um, smartphone manufacturer in the world, mm. and they are absolutely secure in their place of a top spot with this phone. It is brilliant. And it's only, ni- I say only, it's £900 SIM-free in the UK with 128 gig of storage. Now, that is less than... The iPhone and the Google Pixel Three, mm-hmm. not by huge amounts. Like mm. all the flagship phones are now pushing up to a grand, but it is a bit. But it is a bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not even like you get these extra features. Oh, and you're also paying hundreds more. Mm-hmm. It's also a cheaper option. So uh, really, if you do want like the cutting edge of tech, if you want mm. the exciting phone, you need to be looking towards Huawei. Which fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, can you and can you get this on uh, on networks and all that? Kind oh of yeah, you can get it on networks. Yeah. All of the, all the major networks have mm. it. Vodafone three, O two, E. They all they all have it. Great. Um, so that is that is interesting. But before I say that the Mate twenty is absolutely the one to go for, okay. is there a wild card? There is hidden option number four, okay. Rich, and that is in the form of the OnePlus six T, which is being announced next week okay. uh, on the twenty ninth, I believe. But they keep moving the date, so. Who knows? It, maybe, it, it could be any time. I do like the fact they've called it the 6T. I mean, it's a 6 and it's a T. You know where you are there. You know what that is. Although, having said that out loud, you might think 60. it's the 6D. Yeah. Oh, God. Can they not just go back to giving them silly names? like um, The uh, Omega. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to think of a phone with a name. When have phones had names? The uh, the HTC Cha Cha. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, more the like desire. It. Yeah, mm. yeah, HTC, we're good at that. Um, so... What we're gonna, what we do know on this phone that's coming out is that mm. we do know that this will have the in-screen fingerprint scanner, which I just said is so cool about the heroes. Another one, yeah, hero. Yeah, I thought he was calling me a hero. <laughs> I mean, I just think that all the time. So that in-screen fingerprint scanner, which I said was so cool on the Huawei, mm. we're gonna have that on the OnePlus. It's also gonna have this huge display and probably a smaller notch according to the rumors. So. And, but the interesting thing is that it's also almost certainly going to cost a lot less than all of them because that's kind of what OnePlus does. Yeah. So, it, in short, it is worth waiting just a little bit longer to see what OnePlus does because it may well be this this phone comes along it's got these cool features, it's going to have mm. a lot of power, it's probably going to have a pretty decent screen and a camera, mm. and it's probably going to save you several hundred pounds. Yeah. So, unless you today need desperately need a new phone, mm. wait a week, see what OnePlus has got, see what comes out. And I have a lot of time for OnePlus because I have a OnePlus 5. You do have a OnePlus 5 yeah. in white. And I how do. do you find it? I like it. Uh, I, I look in my pocket and it's there. That's how I find it. There yeah, it is. It's, it's, this, this is a really nice phone. And it's not that big, actually. Yeah, that's, yeah so that, I like that a lot. But uh, so if, you, if you're tied into iPhone, then you, we're saying it's the XR. 
If you download it to the iPhone, yeah, the XR is great unless you particularly want the telephoto lens, okay. in which case you'll, you want you still want to look towards the XS. Mm. Um, obviously, there's many reasons to stick with iPhone. If you're already in Apple's ecosystem, you want to airplay things to your TV, to your HomePod, then you're still going to need to go with the iPhones rather than going for an Android phone. Mm-hmm. If you are going for Android, at least wait until we see what the OnePlus is. Otherwise, the Huawei Mate 20 Pro is probably one of the best Android phones around to get at the moment. Wow, high praise indeed. Big Very words. Yeah. And I say that before my actual review is published, um, just <laughs> in case lots of other people turn around and say, oh, but have you noticed this? And I go, no, I haven't. Not yet. No. Yeah, maybe in a few days' time we'll, we'll change our mind. Yeah. But, you know, that happens. People change their minds. The people We're do. only human. Yeah, but I should try not to after I've published... Is the problem, uh, but now we should move on to other things yeah. because you've got some stuff to talk about now. Oh, we out of phones? Oh no. Well, so in previous weeks we've talked about uh, streaming services, uh, Netflix and Amazon being among the biggest streaming services. And I've what, heard of both of those. Yeah, exactly. And so what uh, what people often think about with with streaming services, but when they're making original content, is TV shows. So Netflix makes you know Stranger Things and House of Cards, that, or all that kind of stuff. I've watched um, one of those. Do you know which? Stranger Things. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, but but movies is increasingly becoming a thing that uh, that is kind of like a battleground. And there's been a bit of controversy uh, in previous years about uh, uh, Netflix making these or backing uh, really big movies by really big filmmakers, but then they don't come out in the theaters. They don't come out in cinemas. Uh, they just appear on Netflix. And sort of, uh, I, I know a lot of film fans aren't that keen on that. And uh, so I happened to go to the London Film Festival over the last couple of weeks, which is very exciting, seeing a lot of new movies that are going to be coming out, uh, some very shortly, some over the next kind of year or so. Uh, and uh, there was a lot of big Netflix titles there and a big, big Amazon titles there. And it's kind of interesting to see the sort of the difference in the kind of strategies that these two companies are adopting. Um, among the Netflix films were uh, uh, things like the Coen Brothers, uh, were one of the big names that have been signed up by Netflix, and they made a western called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is which is excellent. Um, they also had Alfonso Cuaron, the uh, the uh, director of Gravity, and many other films. He uh, made, has made a very kind of personal coming of age story set in the seventies called Roma, uh, which was also excellent. And then there's um, Outlaw King, which mm-hmm. is uh, stars Chris Pine as Robert the Bruce, uh, which is a movie. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's okay. So it's, you saw these these are Netflix shows, but you went and saw them on the big screen. On the big screen. So this is the this is the thing. So so Netflix like isn't making isn't planning to make a habit of, of releasing these movies on the on on the big screen. Um, but uh, because what they really want is to get them onto Netflix so that you will subscribe. Mm-hmm. And it almost doesn't really matter about the quality of the movies. It's all about whether you'll pay to subscribe. It's almost like they're big trailers for this for the Netflix subscription. Mm. Um, and uh, so it kind of Roma is a good example of the kind of the 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 uh, the sort of the tension between Netflix having something on a small screen that you can watch on your laptop or on your phone, and then you know a movie that's designed to be seen on a on a, on a big screen. And uh, Roma is this beautifully shot, beautifully composed uh, black and white movie. It's uh, it's like it's a period movie set in 1971. It's the cinematography is beautiful. Uh, it was uh, uh, Alfonso Cuarón, the director, did his uh, did the photo- cinematography himself. Absolutely beautiful film. Uh, every shot, every frame is packed with detail and and sort of uh, uh, a nuance and, and depth. And if you're just watching that on your phone, I'm not sure it's the right way to watch it. No. Because it's a real like in art house movie. A phone, certainly not. But I, I'm not sure that in the last few years, certainly, that there is such the discrepancy between your experience at home and your experience in a cinema. Mm. Given that um, 
80% of the TV, I think more than 80% of the TVs that are sold um, now are 55 inches plus, mm. and 85 plus is kind of going to be like the next step. And we've got HDR, OLED displays, high resolution, um, sound bars is one of like the biggest home audio categories going. So people are getting great picture, big, great picture quality, mm. and great audio at home. That's now very common. That people are getting a much more cinematic experience at home to mm. watch these things on, whereas Five years ago, when it was like, oh, no, don't just download a film and watch it at home because you're only watching it on some, like, 20-inch, mm. uh, you know, 720p TV sure. uh, with its built-in speakers. Like, people have much better experiences now because those are more affordable. Like, do you think there is still that problem? of that's, that's certainly true. I mean, for example, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the Coen Brothers movie, it's, uh, it, it is also a beautifully shot movie. It's a kind of homage to classic westerns. So um, the way it's shot is deliberately kind of reminiscent of classic westerns. So there's things like um, uh, some of the backdrops deliberately look like matte paintings. So mm -hmm. it looks like a kind of technical western. Um, but I would still sort of be less concerned about watching that on a decent TV. I think I'd happily watch that on TV. Yeah. Uh, Outlaw King is a very picturesque movie. It's mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like it's very like Braveheart. It's a lot. It's basically Braveheart, um, but uh, it's um, it's got very picturesque sort of shots of Scotland and Scottish moors and lochs and right up my and, street and glens and all that kind of stuff. And it is it, it looks lovely. But again, you know, I wouldn't sort of worry so much about seeing that on a TV. I think that would still look lovely on a, on a really crisp high definition yeah. TV. Because but, but Roma in particular, I think is uh, I think uh, partly as well. I think the Roma uh, it, one of the things about Roma is that the opening shot is uh, is. Uh, it, it's very, very still, and it's very, very. It's basically like a, a close-up of the ground. That's literally what it is. It's like a tiled floor, and you can hear someone washing this tiled floor. You may have seen the trailer for this. Uh, they released a trailer that was just some water washing backwards and forth across some tiles. And that's very much like the sort of thing I'd imagine on, uh, you know, the pre uh, the pre credit sequence in Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, where it's some weird angle, some very mm. arty thing, and then it. You eventually kind of it find is, out. What's it is going like that. On. It is. It is like that. Yeah, kind of, and then it sort of reveals what you've been yeah. looking at. But the thing is, that particular shot is very, very long. And even in sitting in the cinema, I was sitting there thinking, "Oh, I wish I could fast forward this." And it, when you're <laughs> in the cinema and you're in the dark and you're surrounded by people and everyone's kind of holding their breath to, to, to you know, the immersive sound and the whole audience has you've literally bought into it because you've bought a ticket. You know, you've invested something in this and you're sitting there and you're prepared to give it a minute. But if I'd been sat at home. I would have just like, you know, it Skipped goes, like, I, I would have sort of, I've been, I'd, my finger would be itching over the remote control to mm. skip on. It's almost, I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily the intention, but uh, the, as soon as this became, maybe when this wasn't a Netflix movie, the intention of that shot would have been just to sort of draw you into the, into the film. But as soon as it becomes a Netflix movie, it's almost like the intention becomes, you know, don't fast are you going to fast forward this it's almost like a test i, yeah, I almost felt like daring I was being, you to keep yeah watching, exactly yeah. being dared to dare to watch it but um uh, you know stick with Roma. it even past that kind of like that very slow opening moment yeah. i mean it kind of reminds me of uh, when i was this is a bit of tangent but when i used to work in a bar when i was a student we used to have comedy nights and uh, we found that if we ever had free comedy nights people would just walk in and talk throughout the whole show and you couldn't get people to shut up you could you'd go around and you say to people there's a comedy night on can you please keep the noise down and they'd just be like yeah yeah but if you're on the door uh, if you charged even the most nominal fee, even mm. if you charged a pound, people had to make the decision. They had to make the investment. Well, the pound was a and lot then, in those days. And, and it was in those days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we charged people uh, a shilling yeah. uh, and uh, a shiny gold shilling. 
Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, but even if it's just that normal amount, people made the decision. And I think you really, ha- with a movie like Roma especially, because it's a very slow, very gentle movie, you really have to buy into it. It's totally worth it. It's a great movie. Um, also, we've, uh, we've, uh, we've uh, one of our uh, Cena Espanol team, so for those of you who aren't aware, we have an e- a Spanish language version of our website. And uh, he grew up in Mexico City in a similar sort of time. And he wrote this great essay that we have up on Cena uh, about uh, some of the nuances and the context of the story, which is absolutely fascinating, which made me realize that it's a very timely story, which I wouldn't necessarily necessarily have got just from watching it with the subtitles right um, so that's really interesting I mean, um, you yeah. talked before about I you kind of felt the tension in the cinema is that is that sort of like one of the reasons to keep going to cinemas because I in, in my experience I I don't see a lot of films that's something mm. that we laugh about a lot sure. you know, there's a lot of things I don't see but I do go every so often and mm. I re- it really every time I go it impresses on me that not all cinemas are created equal and oh, absolutely, you yeah. will go to someone's particularly outside of London where um, the the screen quality is really really poor and yeah. the floor you know and it's not clean and the seats aren't great sound and might not people, be great the sound that, is yeah. usually terrible you know a couple of side speakers and that's pretty much it no real attention to like production quality I'm thinking I could be at home and because I so in my my setup at home I've got this 55 inch it's a cello TV which is a British brand okay and it's uh, 4K HDR OLED so mm. it's like it ticks all the boxes for like getting the best picture quality so it looks brilliant and mm. i've got this and i've got an edifier soundbar which is really really good again mm. for cinema and and like dolby atmos and stuff so it, it looks great and it sounds great mm. and i'm thinking when i'm at home i can get this really really good picture quality great sound don't want to leave in the house yeah, like, yeah why then. leave the house and get a big bag of minstrels in you're all set yeah and i, I feel like i can be oh definitely minstrel <laughs> I, I can be fully immersed in that because yeah. i've got this set up in in my own home where it's just me. There aren't other things. There aren't other n- noises, other people or teenagers messing about and screaming and mm. texting on their phones the whole time um, to kind of distract me and taking me out of the moment. But I suppose actually then there is the other way that you can feel more in the moment mm. because you're with a crowd. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it depends very much on the movie. I mean, for example, uh, Roma is a movie that it's all about sort of sitting quietly and watching. Ballad of Buster Scruggs is a much more fun experience. Outlaw King was, a, was an experience that it's very, it's very like Braveheart. It's kind of like a blood and thunder historical epic. Um, it's a very different type of movie. So it's interesting that Netflix has this kind of range of movies. Um, and Amazon at, this, at, at the same time as well. I mean, uh, Roma is kind of interesting. It's probably the most kind of highbrow thing that I can think of that Netflix has, has done. Most of the stuff they tend to do is a bit more at the level of like Outlaw King kind of... Uh, um uh, just sort of mainstream entertainment um, uh, whereas Roma is very very highbrow uh, Amazon have been going leaning more towards the more sort of highfalutin stuff they, mm-hmm. so they, got, they won like Oscars for Manchester by the Sea a few years ago uh, at the London Film Festival among the films they were showing off there was Suspiria which is uh, a remake of the classic Italian horror movie directed by the guy who made Call Me By Your Name um, which is not as good as it sounds like it should be it's got Tilda Swinton in it she's great um, it's, it's, it's not that scary um, who's but it's Tilda quite, Swinton? Who's, she's a famous actor okay and uh, they also have a movie called Beautiful Boy starring Stephen Carell and Timothy Chalamet, who was the breakout star of Call Me By Your Name, um, which is a quite heavyweight drama about uh, addiction and, uh, and that uh, sort of family, the, the consequent, the impact of addiction on, on family, uh, family relationships, which is, so it's all pretty highbrow. So Netflix is a little bit more stuff that you would want to watch at home, I think. Um, you know, the Amazon stuff, it's a little bit more... Uh, 
tougher to get into i think mm. but um but yeah so there's an interesting sort of range of stuff and it, it, it is it seems that maybe netflix is leaning towards releasing some of these movies in the theater roma is being released in uh, at the pictures and i honestly would recommend going to see it if, if you know if you live near a rubbish multiplex then and you want to swerve it then fair enough wait for it to come on netflix but you know if you do have a decent cinema near you if you have like an independent cinema near you support independent cinema go and see roma yeah i, I, th- I thought it was fantastic you wouldn't regret it i've seen i went to the Everyman Cinema in Hampstead several mm. times. That's really good. Nice, There's yeah. comfortable seats. Good. You can buy. You can buy beer, mm. and it's a really good screen and really good audio. Mm. And it's like thirty quid to go and see a film, which seems like a lot of money. It's a lot of money, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I go so rarely that when I do go, it feels like a real treat, a real outing. Yeah. And I don't mind paying that for a really good experience. What I don't like is st- still spending like eighteen quid to mm. go to the Odeon in Leicester Square. And the floors are sticky. Interesting you say that. The only Leicester Square is currently being refurbished. Um, uh, this is a bit of a side note. For those of you who don't live in London, it's not that interesting. But uh, the, since the Picture House Central opened in Leicester Square, all the other Leicester Square flea pits have basically had to buck their ideas up. So the, uh, the, the view has been refurbished and is, uh, is excellent. Um, the Cineworld is okay. Uh, the Picture House, you know, as a chain... You know, still they tend to be really good cinemas. They could do with uh, they have some issues with paying their workers living wage, that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, it's up to you to sort of decide which you like. But I would say that there there are there are some good cinemas. If you can find a good independent cinema near you, then great. If if you don't have one near you, then that's a shame. The last um, film I saw at the cinema mm. uh, was the Cine World on in Didsbury and or near Didsbury, mm-hmm. and it was Mamma Mia Two. Really? Yeah, it was brilliant. Oh, Loved excellent. it. Yeah. That's yeah, fantastic. Love ABBA and Cher is fantastic. Yeah. Well, just generally, yeah. Well, speaking of musicals, also out this, I mean, these are movies that we're not going to see for a little while. Um, my breakout recommendation, by the way, uh, is a movie called The Guilty, which is a Danish thriller. It's out right now, uh, probably only in selected cinemas. You might have to work quite hard to find it, but it's a, it's a thriller about uh, the guy who's like the uh, 999 dispatcher. In So it's all set in one room, and it's all him talking on the phone to a woman who's been kidnapped. And it's one of the tensest things I've seen in a long time. It's a great thriller. So that's The Guilty. If you get a chance to see that, you'll probably have to wait until that comes Guilty. out. Guilty. Netflix or Amazon or whatever, but it's uh, yeah, it's excellent. The Guilty sounds like a like a screamo scream core band. <laughs> it does a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and also out this week is uh, uh, Overlord, which is uh, a very messy, uh, noisy kind of zombie World War Two zombie movie. I have no idea if that's going to be any good. That is, I'm going to go and see that tonight. Um, but also out is Bohemian Rhapsody, which is kind of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a bit like sort of Queen karaoke night. Um, it's uh, it's you know in the Alan Partridge autobiography he says a lot and needless to say I got the last laugh when he's kind of resettling all these kind of he's recounting all these petty old scores yep. that he wants to settle. Uh, the um, Bohemian Rhapsody movie is produced by Brian May and Roger Taylor and some of the other surviving kind of members of the Queen uh, camp team sort of uh, management team and it is a little bit like their version of the story. Right. Um, there's uh, there's a lot of stuff where uh, they're they're a little bit like needless to say. I had the last laugh. Uh, but it is a lot of fun, and the recreation of Live Aid is fantastic, and Rami Malek is excellent as Freddie Mercury. So there you go. That's out now. Great. Cool. Well, I think that probably brings us to a close. Yeah. Uh, Rich, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Where can people find you online? Uh, Twitter.com slash Rich Nightwell. Cool. Uh, you can find me with at Battery HQ. Uh, you can get in touch with us on the show with Scenic UK Podcast at Scenic UK Podcast at CBSI.com. CNET UK podcast at cbsi.com. One more time, CNET UK podcast at cbsi.com. Got it. Uh, or you can tweet to at CNET and 
on all the Snap channels. Us, Instagram, Facebook. The yeah, lot. Insta, InstaBizzle, all yeah. that, all that stuff. Um, yeah, which brings us to a close. Um, little note that I am taking Friday and Monday off uh, to play Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh well, tell us all about it when you come back. I'm gonna. I yeah, mean, whether whether you like it or not. I was going to say yeah. I don't really want to know. But yeah, go on. I'm 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 planning for, I'm planning how to properly play it. You know, I hear that's an amazing game, but the name really annoys me. It really annoys me how many video games have just gibberish nonsense names. Yeah, but there you go. Ending on a note of positivity. There. A total note of positivity. Well, I'm going to have a great weekend playing video games. Yeah. I'm going to try and move as little as possible. It's going to be fantastic. Leave us so, a comment down there. Uh, yeah, feedback like, on uh, iTunes would be lovely. Thank you very much. Yeah, and we will see you next time. Goodbye.